Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Christ Supreme series, where Dr. Jones teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians to show that Jesus Christ reigns supreme above any alternative the world offers. Now let's join him for today's message. I'm inviting you to turn with me to the closing verses in the book of Colossians in Colossians chapter 4. Paul here is writing to the Colossians and these are his final greetings that we see is common in his letters that he writes to the churches when he writes to a congregation and while being in prison he gives this what I like to call a roll call he shows these greetings he's sending uh, uh, Tychicus he's sending Onesimus to them and he's speaking about those that's with him co-workers in the faith and their greetings and he has all these instructions for the church in Colossae and we even see the church in Laodicea and the thing that came to my mind most reading this and this is something that we can pass over sometimes we skip over them and these names get hard and we don't want to read all of them and it's like there seems to be very little value in this roll call and these greetings and yet there is solid gold there is treasure because I want us to recognize right now God's grand network when it comes to the mission of God. Today's title is The Network. Now, when we think about networks, uh, you may think first of computer systems. Uh, You know, uh, when you have a computer system and you have a network, what you have is different systems, different computers that are linked together to share files, to share information, to communicate to one another so that everybody using those devices are clearly connected and can do a a, a plethora of things in communication and sharing. Here, I want you to see this Christ network. Different people, different places, different ethnicities, different genders, all connected, sharing Life, sharing ministry, sharing resources, all for the common goal of the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he starts off these first couple of verses with his representatives. He is sending Tychicus and Onesimus back to the church in Colossae. And it's interesting what he has to say about these individuals and just his name, his role calling. He he's uses a very strong language in his relationship to them and what they mean to the body of Christ. He calls them this dearly loved brother and faithful minister. He calls Onesimus this dearly loved brother. The word that's used here for both of them is this word that's used. It's a word that's actually used for Jesus when it comes to his relationship to the Father. It's a word used for even the Apostle John, his relationship to Jesus. It's a strong word when it comes to the love that's shared and the intimacy between the two. And he uses these language of this dearly loved brother, not just between him and them, but the church and them. He's saying they are part of us. They are one of us. Receive them as such. It's about relationship. He says that 
Tychicus is bringing the letter. He's bringing the letter to the Colossians. He, he's bringing the letter to the Ephesians. You know, he's, he's not just a, a postman, but he's also a representative. He's connected with the ministry of Paul, and he wants the church to receive him and know who it is that this is a faithful servant. This is a faithful minister, and they're coming with news so that you can know about us, what God is doing here, and the purpose is, I want you all to be encouraged, Paul is saying. He says, you know, I want you to understand, I am in jail. I am in jail for preaching the gospel, Paul is saying, and I'm sending them because I want y'all to be excited. I want y'all to get crunk about how God is using us right here in jail. We talked about this when the previous verses before it and how this is brought out even in the book of Philippians that even while Paul is in jail in Rome we got guards getting saved coming to know Christ we got we got prisoners getting saved coming to know Christ and we even see people in Caesar's household getting saved placing faith in Christ becoming brothers and sisters in Christ He said, I'm sending them and I want you to receive them as family. And I want you to be encouraged that even in the midst of what can seem to be a bad situation, because quite frankly, don't none of us want to go to jail. We're not voluntarily going to jail, going to prison. He says, even right here, God is still moving. He says, I want you all to be encouraged. And he transitions to his co-workers. And fellow prisoners that's with him that, that are not there, but he says, I want y'all to know who they are, that, that God is using a network. God is cast, uh, casting a, a wide net. He's placing people in all kinds of places for his mission. He says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you greetings. Now, if you don't know who Aristarchus is, you, you meet him in the book of Acts. He was, he was somebody that rolled with Paul. He got arrested a whole lot of times with Paul. He, and now he's still in jail with Paul. He, he was a Macedonian. He was from Thessalonica. And he's Paul's road dog. He's rolling with Paul, ride or die. Why? Because he is fully committed to the mission of God. He is fully committed in faith in Christ. And where Paul is going and where God is sending Paul, Aristarchus is going with him. And he's sending greetings. And this is all to encourage the brothers and sisters in Christ. He says, Aristarchus sends you greetings. Then he says this, as does Mark, Barnabas' cousin, and so does Jesus, who was called Justice. The Christian walk, living for the Lord, is not a solo project. Meaning, if you ever feeling like you're the only one living for the Lord or trying to express your faith and make Jesus known and you're feeling lonely, that's Satan attacking you mentally and whispering things in your ear and causing you to forget that you have a grand network of brothers and sisters alongside with you that we are to seek intentionally to be in relationship with and to serve with. We're not called to do this alone. We're not called to try to be good Christians by ourselves. That's why the church is so important. And the church is not just made up of people that look like you. 
that's from your background. Why do I say that? Because the first three names he gives here, while Aristarchus was from Macedonia, we see he says Mark, and then he says Jesus, who is called Justice, and these alone are the circumcised, my co-workers for the kingdom of God. He says, these are Jews. The next three names he gives are Gentiles. I mean, they're not even the same ethnicity. They don't even have the same background. They're not even from the same culture, and yet they're doing life together. They're doing ministry together. They are serving the Lord together. Hold on, you telling me that in the family of God we can dispute, we can part ways, and yet we can still reconcile? We can forgive? We can serve? We can grow? Are you telling me that you can quit on the ministry and come back? You want to know what's cool about Mark? Mark is the one responsible for the gospel of Mark. See the importance of relationships? See how it all works together? He says, greet him. Welcome him. You received the instruction. Welcome him. And then he says in Jesus, the one named just uh, called justice. Now, you be sitting in Jesus, common name in first century Israel, common name among Jews. He went by justice. It's, it, scholars think that is kind of use the Roman name to kind of differentiate. So nobody don't mistake him for the real Jesus. I assure you nobody was mistaking him for Jesus, the Christ. But we see this is a common name. And he says, I want y'all to know that he sends greetings from the circumcised believers, the Jews that have accepted Jesus as Messiah. Then he moves on. He said, these are my co-workers. And then he goes to Epaphras, who was one of you. Epaphras planted the church in Colossae, and now he's in prison with Paul. He says, Epaphras, y'all brother, your brother from among you, he sends greetings. And he says, I want y'all to know this, because remember, this is to encourage him. He's praying for y'all. This is the importance of being part of God's network, the family of believers, being brothers and sisters in Christ, doing life together, caring for one another, praying for one another. And Paul sends them this note because he wants, again, the church in Colossae to be encouraged. He says he's praying for, he's wrestling in his prayers. This is earnest, intentional prayer that they stay committed to the faith. And he says, and I want y'all to know he's been working hard. These greetings are encouraging because it's about relationship. And he's letting them know that Epaphras is doing big things for the kingdom of God. He's working hard for the Lord. Making Christ known. Yeah, he, he's in prison too for the gospel. And yet he's still serving the Lord. And I want you to notice the content of this prayer. It comes full circle again. He ends the letter like he began the letter. He began the letter praising God for the spread of the gospel. In chapter 4, verses 2 through 6, that's the highlight. The gospel is spreading. He's using the, the, the God is using the professional, the trained uh, ministers and evangelists, and he's calling for the body of Christ to do the same thing. But now he moves to this maturity that we see in chapter 1, he was praising God. 1 through 8, praising God for the spirit of gospel. 9 through 14, he's praying for spiritual maturity. Right here, he closes out the letter and he says that he's praying, he's wrestling so that you can stand mature and fully assured in everything God wills. Going right back to chapter 1, the beginning of the letter, he's praying for spiritual maturity. Paul is. Now he's saying Epaphras is praying. He's wrestling with God all the time, praying for you all's spiritual maturity that you know everything God wills. 
This is what being part of the network is about. It's about doing life together, doing ministry together, praying for one another and that we grow in spiritual maturity, that we grow in the knowledge of the will of God so that we can live out all that God has purposed us to do, all that God has purposed us to be. We hope this message is blessing you today. Before we continue, we want you to know about Point Ministry resources. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org and subscribe to receive our refuel devotional and view other discipleship materials. Our goal is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. He says, he's doing this for Colossae, he's doing this for Laodicea, and he's doing this for Herapolis. These three cities that he's praying for. And then he, then he transitions to somebody we were familiar with too again. He says, Luke, the dearly loved physician and Demas, Send you greetings. You know, why, you know why this jumped out at me? Because sometimes in the world we can think if you're going to serve the Lord, you can't do anything else. You shouldn't aspire to be anything else. You, you got to be totally focused in just doing ministry. And we see that God has called a, a doctor, a physician. Now, just like today, this is a position and a career of prominence. It was the same way back then. A physician, that was, that, was, that was prominence. You know, that was prestige. Luke used that to participate in the ministry. He used that skill, that knowledge to participate, to serve God in the ministry. I love this because I have known many uh, doctors to use that training, that skill, that knowledge base as a ministry to serve for extending the kingdom of God. And then he says, give my greetings to the brothers and sisters in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her home. We, we got all kinds of people. We got Jews that are followers of Jesus. We got Gentiles that are followers of Jesus. We got uh, a physician who's following Christ and serving the Lord. And then he says this. He says the, the brothers in, in, in Laodicea house. And then he mentions Nympha in the church in her house. Now, if you remember, many things that we talked about is churches met in houses. You know, it wasn't until later, years later, where there was a separate just kind of a house of worship for the Christians early church was, they gathered in people's home. I want you to notice something. He gives a shout out to Nympha. All evidence is, it seems that Nympha was a woman who had her house and used that house to be a place of worship for people to come gather and worship in Jesus' name. Here we have a woman who is a believer, a follower of Christ, and while not being the pastor, because we know that from, from Paul's letter, she's not pastor, but she has resource. She has a house that can hold worship. And what does she do? She opens it up. I'm highlighting this fact because sometimes we think, oh, I can't speak, so I can't serve the Lord. Oh, I don't have this knowledge. I can't do certain things. What do you have? What have you been blessed with? What has God given you that you can now use 
for the glory of God that you can now use for ministry purposes. If you have a skill, use that skill. We see the doctor using his skill, known physician, traveling with Paul, starting in Acts 16s in the we passages where he's going as a physician. He's looking after people and he's doing it all under the banner of Jesus Christ. He's using his skill. If you have an oratory skill, you'd be a mouthpiece for the Lord. You may be sitting there like, Pastor, I don't, I don't know all that stuff. I don't know the Bible. I can't teach the Bible. Uh, do you have relationships that you can leverage to the glory of God where you can connect people to places and, and things that they need? Do you have money? Can you help fund ministry where the gospel can go, where things can be purchased, uh, tickets can be purchased, people can serve in full time and just focus totally on ministry and you have the resources to allow that to happen? Do you have space like Nympha? She had a space big enough to host worship. Y'all come over here and worship. Have church at my house. What has God given you? Are you using it to the glory of God? You're sitting here like, I don't have a house. Don't worry about that. What do you have? How can you serve? What can you do? What is available? What has God placed in your hands that you can use for the expansion of the kingdom of God? Use it. Use it. Whatever skill it is, whatever it is, use it to the glory of God. He says, send my greetings. He's wanting the Laodiceans, Nympha, the church meeting in her house to know the love he has for them, that he's thinking of them. I bring this up, though, because I want you to see the network, the importance. He says, I want that church to, to know what I wrote to you all, and I want you all to know what I wrote to them because this is, we're all part of the same family. We're all part of the body of Christ. You, this is important because I, I do come from a background uh, from where I'm from um, and growing up in the Bible Belt that there is um, good and bad wherever everybody's from, right? It's pros and cons to wherever you're from, right? But one of the things that is disappointing when it comes to the body of Christ that sometimes we can kind of have this gang or set mentality when it comes to our church. You know, it's kind of like, oh, my church is X, Y, Z. Your church ain't on our level. My pastor is this and this. Oh, you go to that church? Uh, you know, and it's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. If, if we are truly the body of Christ, now I, there are churches that are questionable. Don't get me wrong with that. Are they teaching the scriptures? Do they hold fast the truth of Jesus Christ? Now, they're, they're, not all churches are the same. But what I'm getting at is we learn here that the church is bigger than just your single church. The church is bigger than just your local church. Yes, it's great to think your church is all that. Don't think your church is all that, though. Don't think that your church is just so special that everybody else bows down to it. Don't think that your church is the only church doing God's work. No, there are other churches that God has called and doing the work that God has called them to. And we're all connected as brothers and sisters in Christ. This letter to the Laodiceans and this letter to the Colossians. And remember, he even mentioned the church meeting in Nympha's house. He even mentioned the believers in Heropolis. He's letting them know that we're part of a grand scheme that God is doing. Don't, don't, don't start to look at yourself more highly than you are. Don't think that you're the only one being faithful. 
Now, I know that can be easy because sometimes you see stuff in you, you see stuff in the public, you see stuff in the news, you see stuff on social media, and you're like, man, these other churches not serious. Be very careful that pride doesn't puff up. He's letting them know that there's equal care when it comes to the different churches in the different locations. And we're all one. We're all unified in Christ. And I, I love this. Scholars believe, he says, and tell Archippus, pay attention to the ministry you've received in the Lord so that you can accomplish it. Many believe that Archippus, uh, where Epaphras was the leader of the church now, Epaphras is in jail, that Archippus is now the leader of the church in Colossae. And he says, tell Archippus, remember your call in the Lord. Remember what you are called to do. Remember who you are called to be. Remember the ministry that Jesus has given you. Now that remember is not just kind of cognitive. It's a word that's close attention. Watch. Be vigilant. He said, don't get distracted. Don't get deterred. Don't go out, don't go to the right or to the left. Don't, don't deviate from what Christ has called you to do. I love it. It's, it's a command and it's an encouragement. It's a command. Take care of the ministry. It's an encouragement. The Lord called you to this. It's not just you. It's not your own willing. Paul, no, it's not even just because of me. It's not because of Paphras. It is because what Jesus has put his stamp on you, what Jesus has called you. We are part of this. And then I love the personal touch. Right at the end, he says, I, Paul, am writing this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Why is that so important? What's interesting is Paul takes the time to put his personal touch and says, now, these final greetings, in my mind, I just had his mind. It's almost like Paul said, give me, give, me that, give me that quill. And he took it. It's like, I'm going to write this last part. And he writes out the final greetings. He says, look, this is my handwriting. Notice the difference. I'm, this is a personal touch. See, when it comes to the faith, when it comes to the body of Christ, we're not just an organization as a church. We are an organism. We are inter. inter Dependent members making one body and we all matter and all important. And it takes this personal touch. It, we are intimately connected. And I love that Paul models this kind of care. That we ought to care for one another. Jesus told us to love one another. I love how Paul even models this. You see, sometimes it get easy. It's Jesus. You know, it's the Lord. It's God. You know, he, it's easy for him. Uh, he set the tone. He set the example in his earthly ministry. Now we get to look at Paul's example in his care for the body of Christ. And all of it, we've called to follow that example as well. See, this network, all these greetings, all these names, it's easy for us kind of just to skip over. And I don't want to read all those names, but we see th there's intimacy. There's intentionality. There is unity. There is genuine care amongst brothers and sisters here. There's dynamic ways of serving. And remember, we see them all connected in Christ, part of this grand network, and they come from different situations, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and different cultures, and they're all together unified serving the Lord.
and the gifts and abilities and, and resources that they have. So when you think about a network, when you think about achieving goals, when you think about uh, uh, taking things beyond where they are, when it comes to the mission of God, it, it's bigger than just one or two people. It's bigger than just one church. It's bigger than just one city when it comes to what God is doing. So when it comes to this network, when it comes to making Christ known in the world, when it comes to living to the glory of God, it is bigger than just one person can do. We're part of this grand design. We're part of his mission. And he wants to use each of us in our uniqueness, in our unique ways for the expansion of his kingdom. So when you think about the church, I want you to think about a network and not just your local church. I want you to think about globally the body of Christ and how we are all connected. We are unified in Jesus Christ for his glory. And I want this to encourage you. I want this to motivate you. I want you to be reminded that you're not by yourself. That you got brothers and sisters all over the place praying for you. Some by name. Some don't even know your name. And they praying for you right now. Be encouraged. Be motivated. Be built up. Open yourself up to what God is doing. Open yourself up to these relationships. Open yourself up to serve with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Using the gifts, talents, and abilities and resources God has given you. And God will blow your mind. You will experience God in ways you never imagined. All because you trusted him at another level and trusted his faithfulness. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the Christ Supreme series where we learn Jesus Christ has no rival and that he reigns supreme. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Christ Supreme series, please visit daryljones.org. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.